Welcome back, everybody. How's it going? We're back again for another episode of Bandwidth and Banter. Druid, take it away, please. <laughs> Hello! Welcome to Bandwidth and Banter! I'm your host, Druid IRL, and right over there is... Hi, I'm Stormy D. Welcome in. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. We are here for another amazing episode uh, of Bandwidth and Banter. We have uh, we had such a great time working out tech issues live online uh, with Colmir last week that we just decided that we were going to pre-plan ahead and make sure that didn't happen again. Of course, we, you never know what's going to happen. Last week, Discord crapped out and quit in the middle of the stream. This week, it could be streamed together. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but on we're wood. ready. Yeah. We're ready no matter what happens. That's true. We can make it happen. Well, we're ready. Learn to adapt, right? Technology will not rule us. But, you know, it is what it is. OG Blaze coming in with a raid right at the start. He knows how to time that right perfectly. Big, big Stormy D hugs and uh, big bandwidth and banter hugs to the Lord of Blazes himself. Welcome. Ooh. Um, no forms here. Cozy Conchile, welcome in, you amazing folks. Rusty is here. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Guys. Love it. Love it. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. We are excited for today. Yeah, and we are. Now, but before we jump ahead of ourselves, we, you know, I was talking about our tech issues with Comir, but I forgot to mention how amazing Comir was himself. Musician, yes. uh, just more than just a musician, though. He's a gamer, a musician. Uh, you know, he, Speed runner. he's educated, a traveler, just a all around Renaissance man. We truly appreciate and honor, uh, Colmere and thank him for joining the show last week. Um, and, uh, having said all that, uh, we have met another well-rounded individual, uh, who's, who's, you know, just a, a warm soul and, uh, very educated and uh, very talented, and I love watching his calm, chill, enjoyable streams. Love uh, it. And he's a man after my own heart because he, uh, he's, he's wanting to play Baldur's Gate 3 without spoilers. <laughs> uh, speaking of, I'm wearing, just, just for him, I'm wearing this today. And, and for BT earlier. <laughs> I know you got the Star Kitty shirt, good for you. And who am I, I talking about? Form. I'm talking about our next guest, who is a good friends with our own good friend, Karen Chicago. And that is the amazing and wonderful Mr. Hildebrand. Mr. Hildebrand, we're going to introduce you now. Come on in the show, sir. Uh, welcome. Welcome. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Mr. Hildebrand, please introduce yourself. Share the, with the folks a little bit more about yourself and your stream. Well, yeah. Um, Mr. Hildebrand, I'm from Sweden. Um... I have today, considering it's, um, well, two days before I celebrate Christmas, three days for you guys, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, dressed myself up in my most amazing Christmas sweater. <laughs> I put it in my it. hair. Just for I love what I you got going on, on here too, buddy. You got the total Christmas me and she, she, she had to join in the, in the festivities. Mm -hmm. I yeah. couldn't help myself. Uh, I think, but yes. Uh, I um, I try being a bit of a variety streamer, but I tend to end up mostly doing Souls likes and mm -hmm. RPGs in general. Um, and uh, I try to build this sort of, well, as you say, a, a chill community. Yeah. I, I want people to just come in, just hang around, say hey, if even that, and then just 
just be around. Just yeah. listen and enjoy the vibes. Yeah, <laughs> right love on. it. We appreciate you, know, you, sir. If you're having a bad day, come in and talk. You know, I'll, I'll listen. Highly recommend 10 out of 10. Just saying. Agreed. Agreed. Just saying. Um, <laughs> so uh, thank you again for joining us today, Mr. Hildebrand. It's an honor to have you. And uh, I think it's it's a great time for us to jump straight into the questions. And in, mm -hmm. it, after our main questions, before we move into the Q&A period, we will share your links with everybody so that they can support you. Guys, please support this man. He's amazing. So uh, <laughs> jumping straight to the questions, do I get it, get it started there? It looks like I get it started there. Drew, yes, do. Right? All right. Mm -hmm. So today, Mr. Hildebrand, with the, the amazing Christmas beard, <laughs> <laughs> Please share with us a boring fact about yourself. A boring fact. Mm -hmm. That is in that's that's a very specific personal what you think what people think is boring. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I think it's super it. I think it's super interesting, but like I love linguistics. Linguistics is like my favorite thing in the world. Mm. <laughs> I love language history and linguistics. I love looking at words and being like, why is that word that? Why right. does it look like that? Where did it come from? And why? Um, to the point where I used to, at university, I used to correct my professors. Um, they, they, they didn't always take kindly to it, but when they'd be like, oh, no, we have no idea what the origin of this word is. I'd be like, but sir... Our language comes from German, yes, and it's kind of close to this German word. Wouldn't it make sense? It probably came from there. Yeah. Especially if you then look at the fact that that's also a language with a lot of Latin in it, and if you listen, look at, you know, Italian yep. and Latin and what it's called there, and they'd be like, probably, but we don't have any evidence. I'd be like... Okay. Please. <laughs> right on. So I know, I know what to talk about with you now, because mm. I have... I need people to send those linguistics videos to, so I here we go! Absolutely love it. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm very, very into linguistics and language history. Um, love figuring out, um, like, learning about, about language, because language is universal yet so different. Right on. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um... Sorry, I'm making a note for myself for <laughs> later. Okay. Um, how did you pick your Twitch name and what was the inspiration? Well, it's my last name. <laughs> my name is Hildebrand. <laughs> um, and the mystery is actually just because, well, I joined Twitch around the same time I decided to become a teacher. Ah. I was going to so say. So I'm Mr. I... Hildebrand. <laughs> it makes sense. Before, before, that, before that, I actually used to call myself the Swedish Jesus. <laughs> because a friend of mine saw me, back then I had a shorter beard, and my hair was a little bit thicker, so I kind of looked a bit like, like a, a slightly podgier version of the classic Christ depiction. <laughs> um, so he, he used to just call me Swedish Jesus, so I was like, okay, fine. So that was me everywhere. Like, uh, it's, that is still me, I think, in some places, like, uh, or no, no, I, I changed that, but it used to be, like, oh, that origin and, like, steam forever, I was Swedish yeah. Jesus and stuff. Right on. I love that. <laughs> that is so funny. That's hilarious. Um, so, uh, Mr. Hildebrand, I love this question. We ask it to every, every guest. 
Um, what Dungeons and Dragons character class do you consider yourself to be in real life? I mean, I love speaking. I love entertaining. I love everything that has to do with the sp with the spoken word and language. I mean, I I'd probably land it somewhere on bard, mm -hmm. to be honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, like mm. just yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not super versed in the D&D universe, I have to say. Like, I know of it, but no, no, no in-depth knowledge. Mm -hmm. That'll come, considering I'm now uh, pl playing Baldur's Gate 3 every waking moment. Um, <clears throat> so, it's, it's, it's getting there. I'm learning about a lot of things. <laughs> yes. Right on. Yes. Right on. Bearded bard. <clears throat> Mr. Hildebrand. Why do you consider yourself to be a Tolkien-esque dwarf in the real world? Why? Why? Mm. It's like I said, I, I, love, I love dwarves. We've talked about this before. I have an yes, unhealthy obsession with dwarves. I know, <laughs> I this is why we're dwarves. talking about it. Race. They are, they are stubborn, mm -hmm. and they... In a lot of cases, I, I mean, that also depends on the dwarven subculture. I, I base most of my dwarves on my two main, f like, fantasy universes is the Warcraft universe and uh, the Lord of the Rings universe. Right. And they're similar. Mm -hmm. They are very, very driven by their history, by their, by their, their unity as a people. Yeah, their culture. You know, dwarven society functions because every dwarf carry their own weight, they all, in one way or another, contribute to the greater, um, well, the greater good, you know? Yeah. Um, and they, they don't forget where they came from, and at the same time, they value the beauty, they value art, with, you know, their very intricate, like, stone pillars and murals and things like that. And I value all of these things. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I love... All of it. <laughs> I'm very interested in history, like I said, language history, but also local history. Um, uh, the town I'm from, we used to be incredibly famous for our steel, for example. Mm -hmm. So in my late teens, I don't know where it is now. It's in one of my boxes. I kept having to hide it from my children. I have a hand, handmade Hammer of Thor in steel. Ah. Because it both um, represents my ancestry mm -hmm. um, with the Hammer of Thor and, you know, the religion of my ancestors. And at the same yeah. time, the steel of my hometown. Gotcha. Um, that is so cool. That's a great answer. I love it. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> um, you, uh, you, you also kind of physically embody <laughs> with the beard. <laughs> it really suits. I'm, I'm a bit taller. <laughs> Oh, yeah, tall dwarf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I might, might switch to some sort of half-dwarf configuration. <laughs> <laughs> so on this same kind of, uh, you know, fantasy race track that we're on, mm -hmm. uh, I have a question for you. It's something that you have in common with a certain green-haired interviewer, interviewee, interviewer right mm -hmm. over there, and that is... Please tell us, how did your obsession with gnomes begin? <laughs> uh, that's my grandmother's fault. Mm. My grandmother collects gnomes. 
uh-huh. she has some thousand ish gnomes wow. and santas that she puts out we used to put out every christmas wow i actually have um she was she had to move to her home a few years ago mm-hmm. um because she's not all there and also she fell and broke her hip and got some mm. uh neural damage because of that so she she, she can't really stand properly by herself it's and um when she had to move because she wasn't going to be putting up all her santas I received my favorite Santa from her. Oh. He plays Aww. music. I'm not going to wind it. Oh, actually, I can give him like a crank. <laughs> and, and it's actually a money box. You actually stick, you actually have to open up Santa's butt to get your money out. <laughs> <laughs> you got to reach in Santa's butt. <laughs> um, but yes. Uh, that's my favorite Santa that I received as an early inheritance when she no longer could put it up every Christmas. Mm-hmm. And he he has an honorable spot. But yeah, no, because of her and her love of uh, gnomes and Santas and later uh, also also trolls. I have so many trolls. <laughs> um, uh, and also with my dad side of the family, but all we're all, they're all farmers on that side of the family, and there's a lot of keeping the traditions alive. Me and Druid have talked about the pinecone animals, for example, that she loves. Um, uh, so my f- grandmother on my father's side would often, we'd take forest walks when I was a kid, and she would tell me little short stories about, well, for example, you know, the old woods in Sweden. You, just don't, you don't just call them a deep wood or a dark wood. No, no, it's troll wood. And you can recognize a troll wood because you can barely see five trees in. It's covered in moss and there's rocks everywhere. Oh, cool. When, when, you, when you get that far in, then you're in the troll woods. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's just, that's just, um, all of these things like stuck with me. Mm-hmm. It's also why I love fantasy so much. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a lot for my family. Oh yeah, actually, Druid, now that we're here, I just remembered, I never got to show you this. Uh, when we were talking about pinecone animals and things. Oh, wow. This is a candle holder. For, that's like you're supposed to put a tea light in the center. And as you can see, the little... The little... The little rock, rock people. I never got to show you this. And I, I saw it now, and I was like, if I'm going to remember at any point, it's going to be now. That's awesome. It's a bit dusty, I'm sorry. It's been standing in my window for the last, like, three years. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. It's wonderful. <clears throat> I need one so bad. Also, thank you, Rusty. I'm... I'm very pleased with the baubles. I, I, we decided to stop at five. There's like 12 in the pack or something, but I didn't want to put too many instead of, in case they started clicking against each other. <laughs> I have a new obsession, which is little rock people now, guys. <laughs> she needs to create another cult for her, uh, for her uh, Discord. Cult for the rock people. Mm-hmm. Itty bitty rock people. <laughs> I, I, mm. I, I feel the obsession welling within me. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyways, uh, if you could be reborn into Wait, any fantasy Someone mentioned RPG- a Christmas tree. <laughs> Bella nice. Cannon mentioned a Christmas tree there, so I had to. Yep. If you could Sorry, be- Greg, go on. It's okay. If you could be reborn into any fantasy RPG world, which would it be and why? <laughs> I mean, despite there being a world-ending event every, like, one to three years canon wise i'd have to take the one i've spent the most time in myself and that'd have to be the warcraft universe mm. that'd be Azeroth. 
Yeah. <laughs> like I I played WoW from not from release because we couldn't afford it. We were really quite poor. My father for Christmas was like, if you can get get it, like I went on one of the like the Swedish version of eBay essentially. And he was like, if you can win an auction for one of them, you can have it for Christmas, you know? But you're not allowed to go over this amount. Because paying the, like, what, 50 bucks or whatever it would cost new, that was too much. Yeah. So he gave me a 30 bucks limit and said, if you can get it for under 30 bucks, you can have it. And then yeah. he was willing to pay the monthly fee as well, because that, that was, like, we could, we could handle that. Yeah. So it I did that. Um, yeah, so it took me a few months, I think, but I, sometime around mid-February of 2005, I started playing WoW, and I stopped playing it two, three, three, two and a half years ago, roughly. Oh. So, yeah, I Love spent it. a good 16 years in Azeroth and spent most of that time role-playing. Nice. So, um, yeah, I'd mm -hmm. probably have to, st I would probably have to be Asaroth. <laughs> nice. Thank you. So again, on this same kind of track, on the same note, uh, please share with us an obscure bit of fantasy world lore that is one of your favorites other than, uh, World of Warcraft. Mm. Or World of Warcraft, Obscure right? fantasy. Oh, I mean, World of Warcraft is fantasy. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm curious because I, I know that he, uh, he's a big fantasy fan, so I'm curious to, to see what's outside yeah, of his normal box. Obscure? Mm -hmm. That's, that's an, in, that, that's hard, like, I have a lot of, like, favorite facts, but. I mean, throw something like that out if that works, that works, uh, whatever yeah. you, however you want to yeah, interpret it. You got me a bit on the spot here, because now I'm just completely lost for, like... <laughs> okay, well, what's your favorite, then? Yeah. Even if it's World of Warcraft lore, that's fine, too. Yeah. Uh... No, actually, I'm completely lost. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm really sorry. That's okay. It was a tough I, I question. I have to think about it for a moment. Okay. Um, we'll get back to it. Yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, no, that one stumped me a bit. It's a bit of a tougher question. We don't normally put that 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 many, you know, that kind of a tough question on. But um, hmm. um, no, no, normally, like probably in a normal conversation, I probably have an answer. Mm -hmm. Right now, there's a little bit of pressure to answer, and it's like, ooh, mm -hmm. <laughs> that the, the yeah. Then I need a thong. I, I I I need I, I need to I need to to I need to get the gears turning for a bit first. You're okay. This one, this one should be pretty, pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, what drew you to Twitch? Why Twitch? A lot of it has to do with the fact that I have no idea how to edit videos. So, I yeah. wanted to do YouTube originally, but mm -hmm. I cannot. I I don't know how to edit. Also, my um, my PC is pretty much screwed. It's incredibly slow. It doesn't really work to play anything on. But that's the one with the five terabyte hard drive. Mm. So mm. that's where we could be storing videos. But, you know, this one only has a very small hard drive. Or not even a hard drive, like a SSD thingy. Mm -hmm. um, so I would have to do something where I set up like a local network so I can like store, store on that computer before I could even start editing. 
because I can't be taking up all the space on this PC with editing. So that would also be one of the reasons where I'm just like, nah. Um, um, I don't really know how to edit. I don't really have the space to be doing it. So it's like, yeah. okay. Live streaming, I don't need to be editing. Um, it's also very much learn as you go. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you start doing videos, it's like they're up there forever. The these streams only stay up for like a few months. <laughs> yeah. So it's very very learn as you go. You can make you can make a mistake mm-hmm. and be like, okay, that didn't work. That setup doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a, as huge an impact as when it comes to like YouTube, where the clip will be there literally forever. Makes sense. Makes and somebody sense. will drag it up. 15 years later. Yeah. <laughs> and then it turns into a comedy content that actually mistakes work in your favor on Twitch. I got yeah. you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, people, people love seeing you mess up. Yes, like, I know. something absolutely to talk about, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, aware. Speaking of that, on that note, <laughs> what did family and friends think when you told them you planned on streaming? Um, well, I'm the only gamer in my family. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the only one who knows what Twitch is. Yeah. Um, in my family. So, like, my mom and my sister were like, okay, so you play games. I'm like, yeah. But now people can watch me if they want. They're like, okay. Do you make any money out of that? I was like, eh, I get a payout maybe every three, four months normally. And that's like 50 bucks. They're like, oh. Okay, so a little bit. I was like, yeah, I'm just doing it because it's fun. Sometimes people come in and talk to me. We're like, oh, cool. That's roughly their understanding of Twitch. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, my biggest fan, family-wise, would actually be my mother-in-law. Mm. She jumped into a lot of my streams when I was doing both Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3. She was like, I don't understand the game. I don't really know what's going on. But it looks cool. And it's nice to listen to him talk. So I'm going to sit here. So she essentially do what I want people to do in my stream. <laughs> like just, nice. just have me as background noise. Talk to talk, talk to me if you have anything to say. Otherwise, just be there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> uh, what struggles did you deal with when you first started streaming? When I started, I mean, same struggle as now, really. I struggle with, you know, getting my emotes and stuff going, sorting mm-hmm. stuff, because I have no artistic talent. None. My wife is the creative, but she is mostly physical creativity. Mm-hmm. She can do some digital stuff. She made some of her own emotes, for example. Yeah. But we, with the kids and everything, we never really have time to sit down for her to help me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where to start. So it's like, yeah. I've been an affiliate for almost two years. I don't have an emote. <laughs> a sing- I don't have a single one. Because <laughs> I don't know how to, how to make them. Yeah. Uh, and I don't have the money to pay anyone to make them. Yeah. Um, so that's my big struggle. I can't really afford to like upgrade and do all the things that I should want to be doing by now. Like I've been an affiliate for two years. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to put money towards, you know, uh, a cleaner stream, you know, a, a better sound and light setup, all of those things. But I just don't have it, you know, yeah. and th- that's that, that's that that is a struggle. And you like you sit there and you see, like I have friends who, you know, they have jobs and they stream who can afford stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I see them, they'd be like, yeah, no, I just ordered a new UI. It's like, oh, I ordered a stream deck and I'm like, good for you. 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'll, get so there. <laughs> you'll get there. We'll get yeah. you there. Yeah. We'll I'll get, get there one day. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a super rush. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. start Twitch thinking I'm going to become huge and famous and make a shit ton of money. I started Twitch because I was like, I'm sitting at gaming all day anyways. I may as well mm-hmm. game and have company. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I have, I have a few people who drop in. You know, I've met a, mostly the, the thing I've gotten out of Twitch the most is just all the fantastic people I've met. Mm-hmm. With you guys, we have, um, um, like, Rusty, Rusty and me, we were in a group that used to be called the TRG. Like... Uh, the Twitch raid group. I met tons of streamers through there, things like yeah. that. So it's like, um, so yeah, it's it's a lot to do with that, especially since I stopped playing multiplayer games. Because um, mm-hmm. I used to be huge into MMOs. I used to play Dota 2 religiously. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, then you met people. You know, you had company. You talked to people, even though in Dota 2 it was mostly Russians um, yelling obscen- obscenities at me. But... That, that's also a form of company. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure, sure. It's like, you know, uh, you can only spend so many years hearing, you know, suka blue, uh, uh, back and forth, you know, <laughs> having yeah. having moon runes written at you constantly. Sorry, I know that's not what they are, but <laughs> I, I, to this day, I get salty playing an online game and seeing a Russian name. Dota 2 ruined me. <laughs> Nothing against Russians. I like Russians are nice. Now with the but whole not like, in Dota. No, no, not online. That's the thing. Online, but the thing is, the Swedish people are awful online as well. The two worst groups to meet. You know, I, I shit you not. When I'm playing online, Russians and Swedes. When you're playing competitively, are the ones you don't want to run into because either they're complete garbage, and that's usually when they're on your team, <laughs> or they are cheating and. Screaming obscenities, and there's no in between. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. It's like yeah. when I get a team, like when I used to play WoW. If I get a, got a team with only Swedish names, I'd be like, oh, okay. So now we're in here in in this dungeon. It's going to be about forty minutes of nothing but um, really awful, crude jokes. Uh, if anybody makes a mistake, they're going to be yelling for like the entirety of the dungeon. Uh, probably I'm going to have a couple of rage quizzes, and every time, every time, without fault, that happened. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, man. Well, uh, share, share with us, Mr. Hildebrand, what tips can you share with future streamers? Honestly, just if you're going into it, just have fun. Mm. Like, don't take it super seriously. Because you're going to be sitting there talking to yourself for, if you're unlucky, like a year. Hopefully not that long. But if you're unlucky, if you don't get that spread, if you don't get, if you don't get people, um, like if you don't manage to do the networking, because that becomes important as well, finding people you can talk to. Mm-hmm. Smaller streamers who don't throw a hissy fit if you accidentally mention that you also stream. Because I've run into those people too. They're fun. Um, yeah, like you're gonna meet all kinds of people, uh, but just go in and have fun. Yeah. Don't take it super serious in the beginning, but be serious enough that you're at least not sitting there yelling, uh, like just shouting out slurs and stuff because that shit stays with you. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Uh, and you don't want to be known as that guy. Because even though you're going to be seeing a couple of people who are really famous who do that, there's also the, like, 20,000 other people who tried that shit and failed. But you don't see. Yep. Yeah. Have fun, be nice. <laughs> I like it. Yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Make friends. Make friends! I love it. <clears throat> um, what do you enjoy most about streaming? I mean, the, the company. Mm-hmm. And also, I I love law. I love learning things. Like for example, with the um, Souls likes that I play, a lot of people play them because they're hard games. Yeah. So they're like, they come in, they're like, I know, sh- I don't know anything about the law. I don't know anything about the bosses. I'm just gonna play. It's challenging. Those games have such goddamn amazing stories. The stories and the lore in. Especially the dark, like Dark Souls, like anything from Soft, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, uh, Elden Ring, like the lore is fantastic. So good. And people are like, you know, I just play, I have no idea. Like, it's like, please. So I, I love being able to sit in the stream because I generally, I'll talk about the area I'm in. Yeah. I'll be like, oh yeah, no, this boss, he has some really cool, like really cool things about him. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason he's like this, or there's a reason you see this, like, outside mm-hmm. of the room, yeah. or whatever, because, you know, um, it's like, Dark Souls 3, if you know nothing about actual Dark Souls, you'll go into, like, one of the um, Great Lords, Aldrich, mm-hmm. he's just a big black mass, and he has, for some reason, if you don't know anything about the law, he has a, a female mage sticking out of him that's showing, shooting spells at you, but he's controlling. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, we don't know who that is. No, no, no. That's just... That actually happens to be the second-born daughter of the main antagonist of the first game. Mm-hmm. Oh. That was a hidden boss in the first game, oh. who actually wasn't a daughter, but actually a son, who mm-hmm. was also trans. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. It's like yeah. all of these things are like, they're in the law. They yeah. are there. He, and people he, don't know that. And they're just he, like, oh, no, no. See, it's like, he some people don't know as much as, like, oh, it's Gwendolyn. It's like, yeah, 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 it's Gwendolyn. Do you know that Gwendolyn is a dude? They're like, what? Yeah, yeah, Gwendolyn's a dude. Um, see, Mr. Hildebrand, you incidentally answered our question from earlier. You found that obscure piece of lore. I, I, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, Cozy, that's interesting you say that, because I actually met my wife through World of Warcraft. No while way. playing. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we we met we met through World of Warcraft. That's awesome. I met Star, um, Star Kitty through playing live Dungeons and Dragons. So you yeah. and I sort of have you know a similar thing in common. <laughs> I got Fate's number because I made him a really good sandwich. Yep. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so Mr. Hildebrand. Um, <laughs> How long have you been playing video games, and what was the first one you ever played? Pretty much all my life. My first video game I ever played was The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening mm-hmm. for the Super Nintendo, and that was to get my mom when I was four years old. Wow. Um, she let me control in the overworld, and she did the puzzles in the dungeons and the bosses. Hmm. Uh, it's one of her favorite things to talk about. But no, I've been playing all my life. Um, up until I was... We were late with getting a PC, so it was, m- m- it was mostly Super Nintendo. So I grew up on, like, um, Link's Awakening, um, 
Super Mario, like other All Stars and um, SMB3, uh, or Super Mario World. Um, and you know, like I grew up on all on on the Super Nintendo, uh, and then my friend's big brother got a PlayStation, and he got Final Fantasy VII, and since then I'm ruined and mainly play role playing games. <laughs> I have a similar ah. story, except PC. So I, I get, I mm. get it. Once you get into a fancy role-playing game and you let yourself be absorbed into it, it's it's hard to like to find anything else that that hits hits quite as hard. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, what is your favorite thing and your least favorite thing that you have streamed? Honestly, and I sing from soft praises. My least favorite game I've ever played was Sekiro. Oh, it's the least favorite game I've ever streamed. Why? Don't talk too much shit about it because I really want BT to play Sekiro. Anyway, continue. (laughs) Sekiro is an amazing game, but not for me. Mm. The the stealthy, um, the stealth combined with the with what is essentially a rhythm game in the combat mm-hmm. doesn't work for me. Mm. I liked being able to find. I, I liked experimenting with approaches. You don't have that in Sekiro. When you want to fight a boss, it's okay. You need to perfect parry enough times, and then you move and you do this, and then you perfect parry over there a few times, and then you do this. Doesn't work for me. I get super mm. bored. Mm, I got it you. Uh, I can see why that would. Get pretty repetitive. I can see why BT has been struggling to want to play it too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have watched so many playthroughs of Sekiro. I'll watch anything from speedruns. I've watched like long plays of it. Like, I love watching the game. I love mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. but I can't play it to save my life. I right. cannot yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> so if that was Sekiro your week... lore is also really great too. Yeah, it is. Sekiro has some fantastic lore. The dragon's mm. blood thing, and mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the wellspring, like the the reason why it makes people Im- immortal and stuff. It's like, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. that's some good stuff. Um, or like, but yeah, the, yeah, anyways, but yeah, super mm. cool. yeah, that's super that's probably cool. my least favorite thing I've ever streamed. Uh, and at the same time, my favorite thing is probably Bloodborne. Nice, nice. Why, why Bloodborne? Uh, out of curiosity, because it, it gave birth. To my recurring from from soft game character, it gave it gave birth to Sir Michael Oxlong, mm. or Mike Oxlong. <laughs> um, <laughs> he is my character in every from soft game I play. Um, he, I also did a thing. I started a project that I still haven't finished, mm-hmm. where I'm trying to do Elden Ring as classic roleplay classes. Mm. And cool. he is the he is the bard and party leader. <laughs> That's Mike Oxlong. Then you also have uh, the rogue Dixie Normus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't remember the rest of them. I have such good names. I have. Uh, let's see. Is it still here? I had a. Oh. Yeah. El- Elden Ring RPG party setup. Here we go. Yeah, we have the paladin Ernest Stroker. We have the Bard, Michael Oxlong. We have Dixie Normus, the Thief. Uh, Ivana Mandic, the Sorceress. 
<laughs> Ophelia Rass, uh, the cleric, and Herman Moans, the warlock. That's it. Clever. <laughs> I love it. Fantastic. Totally. I think you've hooked in a lot of people just from from that comedic bit. Yeah, all, that's all that's my that's my that's my setup. Mm -hmm. um, and in that list as well, I actually I I, I made like um, like the equipment they're supposed to be having because it's all. I don't do challenge runs as much as I do themed runs. Mm. So I'll do like, okay, I want to play through this game and I'll do it. I, I, let's say, for example, I want to do it as a classic barbarian. Like, okay, so we're not going to be wearing heavy armor. We're going to be wearing light armor. We're going to be wear, using, you know, large mm. weapons. Or if I want to be more of a frenzy type, um, like barbarian, might you might use dual wielding, you know, and really be in there like a whirlwind of steel sort of deal you know it's it's all up to what i want to do um mm -hmm. but yeah it'll all be always be themed because i don't like super hard restrictions sure but i like to at least do something that will help me help make the game fresh um rather than just being like okay these are vop stuff that's what we're going to use right <laughs> uh well on that topic then of of you know themed uh you know playthroughs or whatnot uh mm -hmm. can you name a challenging game accomplishment that you're most proud of that would be the one and only challenge run i've ever done mm -hmm. and that is my um elden ring penitent run it's an incredibly obscure challenge run i've only ever seen one other person has done it Ooh. And you play through the game with no equipment load, and you okay. only level you only level faith. Whoa! So it's it's a it's a soul level one run or like a rune level one run with like with modification. So yeah. you can level faith, which lets you use a lot of um, incantations. There yeah. is a single weapon and a single talisman you can use in the game that do not have any weight oh. um on top of that all um um accessories uh have weight all armor has weight so you can't wear armor you can't wear accessories you also within the rules of the challenge you are not allowed to use any item that buffs your stats so you can't use any potions that buff stats. The only thing you can use is the Flask of Sacred Tears. And you... you um, uh, but even then, you can't use stuff that boosts your stats. All other stats must always be... Um, well, at one. Uh, and yeah, it's a massive challenge. Uh, I got stuck because I can't figure out how to beat Horaloo. Which is the second to last boss, technically. Mm. Um, but up until there, I beat everything. Nice. So that's my that's my little. Um, that that's the challenge run I have done and how far I got with it. Yeah. But yeah I I spent four weeks, I think, trying to beat Oraloo, and then we we sort of gave up because I was like, I literally either. It's a mix of I don't have the skills to do it and I can't figure him out. <laughs> I I gotcha. I gotcha. Wild. Yeah, yeah we did a Anybody yeah. that Oh go ahead. But it's go a fun ahead. challenge. It's a uh, really fun challenge. All I was gonna say was anybody that plays those kinds of games at all 
Congrats. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I know what you're what, what it feels like to not be built to, to reach the goal that you're shooting for. I was doing an Ironman permadeath run for Daggerfall and we did it for mm -hmm. six weeks. Now, granted, I only played it every, on Thursdays. Uh, yeah. Actually, it was more like eight weeks. But at any rate, um, the, the, the bottom of the, the bottom line of it is, is that because Daggerfall has RNG built into it, it's, it's not mm -hmm. necessarily all skill doesn't matter how skilled you are, you can get suddenly very unlucky with RNG, which is what happened to us. Yeah. We, we, we had a 19th level character with some of the best gear in the game, and I got insta-downed by two vampires that hit me with two sleep spells, and I failed my, my resistance against them. And yeah, it was it. Game over. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, but that's the same issue you have uh, but with any Elder Scrolls game up until Morrowind. Because Morrowind also had those... That, like Oblivion and Forward, what you did is what happened. Well, there's still in RNG Wind, in them, though. There is still RNG. Yeah, oh, RNG. of course there is RNG. Yeah. But when you swing a sword in Morrowind, you do not. You don't always do damage. That's correct. That's correct. Whereas in Oblivion, if you swing a sword and it hits an enemy, you do damage. There's yeah. no hidden dice rolls. Yeah. Uh, but in Morrowind and earlier, there is. So yeah, yeah, I can. That sounds. Doing a challenge run in a game like that sounds. We did pretty good. We got uh, a third of the way through the main quest and had, and had yeah. done tons of quests up to that point. Like I said, we, we hit 19th level with that character class. At any rate, this isn't about me, so... Um, no, 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 still interesting to hear. Also, I just have to say, my wife has entered the chat, which is nice. Yes. Well, hi, I know, hello. I did little hearts, and she followed. <laughs> it's so. Mrs. Hildebrand. Did... Hello. When I go like this? Yeah, zombie bites, my <laughs> lovely wife, who for some reason has put up with me for... Yeah, no, 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 she isn't here. She just told me she's not here. Um, who's, and that's my favorite emote in the world. I wish she would stream more so I had a reason to actually... I love her... No, no, that's not the one. Kitty, put up the one. <laughs> the, the good one. She has, she has the best emote ever. While, While she's we're waiting that on up, that, you want to jump to the yeah, next yeah. question? Yeah, yeah, just keep going. Just keep going, I'm sorry. We're both like, all right, we got to... <laughs> there there there's, the there's the best. Zombie WoW. There we go. I love that emote. It's like, oh, that's so cute. It is so cute. Okay. I love it. It is so cute. Um, how did you first meet and start gaming with Karen Chicago? Kieran Chicago. Chicago. Sorry, 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 sorry. World of Warcraft because of my wife. Oh. She joined the guild that Kieran was raid leading in. Ah. I had stopped raiding. I had stopped playing with people at all. We had mm -hmm. gone through several really shitty guilds with really shitty people. Treated us like garbage. And I was just like, I'm fucking done with people. I spent my days sitting around... Doing ra uh, leveling alts, just not talking to anyone. Mm -hmm. And she joined a raid guild. She was like, I want to keep raiding. I was like, oh, fine, you keep raiding then. Screw people, I don't care. Um, and she joined the guild that um, Karen was raid leading in. And she was like, you should join us raiding. These are really nice people. And after like a week of hassling me, I was like, fine, screw it. I'll try. So I joined, looked over the raid rules, and I was like, Whoever this raid leader is is a fucking idiot. What the hell are these rules? I looked at the rules and I was like, he must be an asshole. He must be an absolute douche. He's like, oh, he's an army vet. I was like, yeah, but this isn't a fucking army. This is wow. What the hell is he doing? 
Uh, oh, he, Kieran knows this, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I have told Kieran this. I, uh, before ever speaking to him, I decided that he's an absolute idiot and what the hell is he doing? <laughs> then we spoke to each other and I realized he's really nice. And I was like, why the hell has he made these stupid rules? And I realized it's because the rest of the guild were idiots. <laughs> they, they ran around like headless chicken and could not follow commands. So he had made super strict raid rules because it was the only way to make them do any progress whatsoever, ever. <laughs> right on. So it didn't actually reflect him. <laughs> That's awesome. It reflected the guild. Um, so in the end, we, you know, we left. We decided, you know, we, that guild wasn't really for us. So Andy, we left. We made our own guild for a while, and then we merged with another. And, you know, we went that route, you know? We played together, we've been playing together since, oh, when was this? Early Battle for Us? No, mid-Battle of Azeroth, Battle for Azeroth. So let's see, when was that released? Uh, no, Legion, it was Legion. Yeah, it was Legion, because it, it, it was in Legion I gave up on people. It was released, Legion was released in 2016. Mm. So it'll be from 2016 until like 2018, probably the next one came out. So say since 2017, roughly, we've known each other. Love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that so much. That story was so much better than I was expecting. Uh -huh. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so we, um, we've, we've stuck together ever since I decided that he was an idiot raid leader. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, on on the topic of uh, of stories that we must hear about, yes, uh, why are you banned from flying helicopters in Far Cry? Have you not seen the clip? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wanted to hear it from your mouth first before I looked at the clip. Actually, the clip is from, I don't think that's from Far Cry. That was from the other one we were playing where I crashed the helicopter. But no, I'm not allowed to fly because I keep flying up to max height and bailing out of the helicopter and letting Kieran fall to his death. Uh, or I will start, I'll, I'll wait until he has to go AFK for some reason, and then I will just jump out. Um, and I'll parachute to safety and he'll that, just, yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm not allowed like to something me and BT would do to each other. And I, I'd be yeah. going, I'd be going, what a dick. Yeah, but the, the one where I stole your helicopter, that was uh, not Wildlands. It was, but it was one of the Tom Clancy games you, me and Grim were playing, where I stole the helicopter. We were doing a drunk stream. I stole the helicopter. I just hit, hit the gas and the helicopter literally went backwards um, straight into the trees. It was fantastic. That is, <laughs> that is my first ever Twitch clip. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah, I'm not allowed to fly. <laughs> oh no. Okay. <laughs> I have to giggle so bad now. Mm -hmm. Um. <clears throat> okay. So we're going to transitioning a little bit at some of the questions. Um, what are you currently studying in school right now? Well, I'm a teacher student. Mm -hmm. So I was well, a student teacher. Mm. Uh, I, I, I always forget that it's the other way around <laughs> in English. Yeah. In, Swedish, in Swedish, it's a lad, I'm a student. So teacher, mm. student. 
Yeah. Um, I'm a student teacher. I'm a bit of a halfway because it's a five year five year university course. Mm. I'm about three years through. Slightly less than three three years through it. Um, nice. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm going to be a language teacher once I'm done. Fantastic. And I'm actually gonna I'm gonna be taking because in Sweden when you're a teacher. Essentially, you are you have the right to continue to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as you can also choose to add an extra subject, and the school you work for has to accommodate that. Oh, oh that's well, cool. yeah, because teachers need to have, need to constantly be evolving. Like we need to be learning new things because we always need to be teaching the the the, the current things. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to be adding history as well, because that's what I wanted to be originally. That is so cool. I wanted to be a history and English teacher, but uh, the university I'm attending lost the, the, um, the examination right for, uh, for, for history yeah. like a year, a year before I started. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not allowed to teach history anymore. Uh, gotcha. So... Now we're winding down to the, the, the final, most interesting, strange, odd questions that uh, we always love to uh, grill people with. Uh, Mr. Hildebrand, what is the weirdest sleeping dream you have ever had? I had a recurring dream as a kid. Mm-hmm. And it always happened, like, you know, it, it, it's childhood memories. But yeah. as far as I remember, it always happened... Uh, the night before, or a, a couple of nights before Christmas. And uh, I, sh- I should add, I have suffered my entire life of uh, nightmares. Mm. Yeah. And this recurring dream was that I was in a... in uh, uh, What's it called? Gladiatorial combat. Oh, okay. wow. And the thing is... I knew I was in a dream. That's the, that's the, it's, it's one of those dreams where you know you're dreaming. Mm-hmm. Lucy dreaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I made it one step further every time I had the dream. Like I beat one opponent every time. It was really weird. That's it neat. went on for like three or four years. And that's I remember amazing. it so vividly. That is <laughs> that's amazing. the most wild shit. Ah. I remember it so vividly. Uh, but I've always had like vivid dreams. And when I know I'm dreaming, they get weird. That's so wild. I love it. Uh, um, if you could be any superhero, what would you be and why? Any superhero. Does that mean, I, or do you mean any superpower or a specific existing superhero? Well, the question, we, we kind of changed it up from time to time. This particular version of the question is, mm. if you could be any superhero, which one would you pick and why? Honestly, I'm going to be boring. I'd probably go with, like, Iron Man. That's um, not necessarily boring. Not what, necessarily your... super-powered mm-hmm. as much as... Uh, pow- well, in his case, powered by money, but also intelligence. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, I, if I had to go for somebody... Yeah, but if I have to go for somebody who actually has superpowers, it would probably be like Martian Manhunter. Ooh, ah, man after my own heart. Why Martian Manhunter? Yeah, because again, he is hyper intelligent, and I also like the shape shifting powers. 
shape-shifting powers are super cool. Yeah, but I don't want to shape... I, uh, I, I was thinking of something like Mystique or something like that, but... Mm-hmm. Like, well, Mystique is kind of stuck in, like, looking not very human most of the time, whereas Martian Manhunter can, with ease, yeah. blend well, in. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of Martian Manhunter. It's funny that you say that. I was, I was thinking about that. Uh, because uh, he has a lot more powers than people realize. He's not just a shapeshifter. Yeah. He can also phase through objects. He can fly. Yeah. He has telepathy. He has telekinesis. <laughs> in fact, in one comic book, one of the Superman comic books, Superman said that the one superhero that he thought was was stronger than him was Martian Manhunter. <laughs> yeah. And uh, kind of kind of kind of interesting for a nice choice. Or... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I like I like Martian Manhunter. He's he's intelligent. He's empathetic. Right. That's the other uh, cool which thing is also about important him. because yeah. you have like like again Batman. Batman is cool. He's mm-hmm. also very intelligent, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he's also very bitter because he's driven by a really really dark and grim backstory. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know he, he he has no trust for anyone. Right. Which again that that that, that does reflect me to a part, to to some degree when it mm-hmm. comes to real life at least. <laughs> I struggle with trust, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Martian Manhunter, I prefer in that case, like, because, yeah. I like it. Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> Not that, that there's no right or wrong answer. I just, no. I'm, I'm a fan, and so I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, last right. question. This is a big yeah. one. So this is a perfect question to ask you because it's, it's going to be a tough one for you. I don't know if you even tried either of these things. I'm going to assume that you have, but here you go. Can, can I just really quick? Yeah, yeah. Simon mentioned pink kryptonite. Pink kryptonite? Pink oh. kryptonite makes Superman gay. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, uh, it's, it's one of the really obscure ones that have only appeared like once or twice. But yeah, it... Um, it makes him gay. <laughs> I didn't. I, honestly, That's I, my I, I, as a DC Comics fan, That's I didn't even know that. doesn't up anymore because it's super offensive. It is offensive. The yeah. that it's in are always very homophobic. No wonder it's obscure. It becomes they proper like framing homosexual, you know, canon, proper. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he becomes a caricature of a homosexual. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Last question. Yes. Uh, tacos or burritos? There is nowhere in Sweden to get a good burrito. <laughs> so I've never really had a chance to try a decent burrito, but we do tacos all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to have to say tacos just for that. I've been trying to learn how to roll my own burritos, but I can never get, the, I can never get them good and tight. So, yeah. Fair I enough. probably would love them because I love beans. Yeah. I, I absolutely love beans. So I probably would prefer burritos. But since I've never been able to have a decent one, I'd have to say tacos. <laughs> well said. All right. Awesome. Well said. <laughs> now, on that note, guys, I'm going to let Druid take the, uh, the, uh, this uh, intermediary part away today. Um, guys, uh, go, follow Mis- go follow Mr. Hildebrand. Uh, he's become a very dear friend of mm-hmm. Stormkeep. Um, and... I have quite enjoyed his company, so uh, go follow him. Okay. I'll take endorsement. Uh, so do that first and foremost. 
And then once you guys go do that, you can go turn around. Do I need his? Do it. I need his money. <laughs> well said, zombie bites. I'm, I mean, she, she's not wrong, but I wasn't going to mention that part. <laughs> um, and then once you go follow Mr. Hildebrand, because that's first and foremost, you, uh, we're now in the stage where uh, everybody can start asking him questions. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever questions you want to ask that are, you know, reasonable. Uh, uh, yeah. It's now the open forum Q and A part, but first and foremost, you must uh, do do the follow thing. Mm-hmm. Looks yeah. like it looks like. Tell you what, to kick it off, uh, you had the last, or I had the last question. So Druid, uh, go for it. <clears throat> Starkity asks, uh, "What movie can you rewatch over and over again?" Hello, lovely boy. Um, Oh, your mother Aww. is supposed to be watching you. It's okay. Yeah, he got away from you. Um, movie that would be, <laughs> in my opinion, the best comic book movie ever made, and that's the original X Men movie. Mm. I have watched it probably about five hundred times. <laughs> five hundred. Um, the first and the second X Men movies I've watched more times than I dare think about. I love them. They are fantastic, and in my opinion, they are the perfect comic book movies. Nice. Nice. Great. What a great answer. I appreciate that. Uh, and yes, the first X-Men is, was an, especially the first X-Men, was an yeah. incredibly tight, well-written, well-done movie. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, Ghost Reaper asks, I love you, Ghost, Ghost Reaper, by the way. <laughs> what has been the most interesting thing that has been caught in your beard? <laughs> what a question. I love it. I, mean, I haven't had many, like, th- th- there's been times where I've, like, found things in my beard, but usually it's from my kids. Like, they'll have sticky fingers or something, or, like, they've been eating something, and then I'll find, like, a piece of candy in my beard or something. That's usually like the worst. Sometimes in the summer, I've found bugs and stuff in it. <laughs> Same with my yeah. hair. Yeah, <clears throat> we'll be out, and then I'll come home, and I'll see like I'll have like a beetle crawling around in my beard or something. Like, okay, um, get out of there. So, yeah, nothing super exciting. <clears throat> um, uh, I think it's more exciting when I keep get, keep getting both my hair and beard. I've been getting keep get, getting caught caught in like uh, car doors and the car seat, uh, oh, like, the belt, the safety yeah. the, the seat belt. Seat belt. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Cozy asks, "Do you speak any other languages besides English and Swedish? If not, what language would you like to learn?" I mean, not fluently. As, as far as being fluent in a language goes, it's only Swedish and English. But I love languages, so I, I know, like, bits and pieces. <clears throat> and also I have, my aunt lives in Norway. Mm-hmm. So, and Norwegian and Swedish are very close. Uh, but I, so I, I, I understand Norwegian perfectly. Uh, and I can read it no problem at all. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't write it, I can't spell in Norwegian to save my life. And I hate hearing myself speaking Norwegian, so I don't do it. I can't get over the hurdle of sounding like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a follow-up question to that? Sorry, Uh, cutting in line. No, it's okay. Uh, Do you you know who Dr. Jackson Crawford is on YouTube? 
he's a linguist. He does a lot more like no, like old school, like old Norse, but he does like breakdown no. of like language history. Okay, cool. I I will send you his YouTube channel then. Yep. You will love it. You will love it, Doctor oh. Jackson Crawford. He's a cowboy from the states. So I got oh yeah, there is. Yeah, there he is. He's a he's a translator by trade, apparently, and a doctor. Yeah, a, Norse he was, Norse a, he was a real expertise. Yeah. yeah. He was a professor for a long time, and then he started doing YouTube. Yeah, great, great, okay. great content. Now, You'll love it. I don't, I don't know him. Um, no, but I'll definitely look up, uh, look, look into him. Mm -hmm. oh, cool. You'll like it. You'll like it. So yeah. uh, I like that I got this question. No foreign asks, "Do you like and drink?" I'm probably going to butcher this, but uh, you almost. Did I say that right? You almost. You almost. Yes. Yes. Um, I do. I, in fact, have two bottles of it in my kitchen right now. Um, it's a traditional Swedish Christmas drink. Oh, what's in it? Um, it's a... It's a drink. It was essentially created for people who did not drink beer. Because for Christmas, you made Christmas beer. You made a batch of beer. Yep, yeah, this is Yulmust. <laughs> Yulmust. <laughs> Right there. Wow. Um, Thank you. It was created because you'd, you'd have three kinds of drinks. So you would have Christmas beer. You'd have Svagdikka. Translates to weak drink. Which was lightly alcoholic. And then you had Yulmust. Which is essentially sugar water and a tons of different spices. Like Christmassy spices. Yeah. So it's got cinnamon, it's cloves, or stuff. Uh -huh. and you boil it together, and then nowadays it's carbonated. Originally it wasn't. Um, there we go. Yeah, it's heavily carbonated, so you do have to pour it like a beer because it does foam up. Interesting. I, I pour properly though, so it doesn't. But yeah, they, <laughs> if you pour it wrong, you'll have like that much of a head and like that much of a drink in the bottom. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a... It's a Christmas, it's a traditional Christmas drink. I don't know if they put on here what's in it. I've actually made my own as a kid, but I can't remember what's in it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's mostly Christmassy spices and there's some like uh, lemon and like some, there's fruit and stuff in there. Because must is also what we call. Um, I'm really uh, fast. Uh, you're what? You're really fast? <laughs> yes, I can tell because you keep outrunning Mama. Thank you. <laughs> Elvin, my lovely boy. Go to bed. I want to talk. Nope, I love you, but Elvin. Oh. I will be in with you in a few minutes, okay? okay. You go with Mama. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, because most is actually what you call um, when you press apples into making cider. Mm -hmm. the, un the, 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 the non filtered apple juice. That's a must. Mm. Gotcha. But, yeah. You would use. Um, you would you would basically, I mean, you would use water, but you also have some like apple or cit yep. like citrusy fruits or pear or whatever you had yep. in there as well. So yeah, Love it. it's 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 a traditional Christmas drink, and it's very nice. On that note, what is your favorite Christmas tradition? Cozy Contele asks. Uh huh. I mean, can 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 I can I say the food? <laughs> yes. <laughs> The Swedish Christmas food is unique and uh, fantastic. I um, I've made some. Oh, what have you Tito made? has sent me recipes. It might not be Christmas traditional stuff. But... Oh, it probably is, but it's also different depending on which part of the country you're in. So mm. that is true. 
he is in southern <laughs> Sweden. So they have different traditions than we do as to what is traditional Christmas food. But for me, my favorite parts, like I, I love cooking and I love cooking for people. Mm. Um, so it's like we're hosting this year. And I actually I got disappointed and actually told my sister and my mother off because they went shopping for the Christmas and they bought pre-cooked ribs rather than uh, non-cooked ribs because I was going to do uh, ribs basted in Yulmust, mm. uh, which I did a few years ago. Fantastic. Everybody absolutely loved them. But they were like, oh, it'd be easier for you because these you just have to heat up. And I'd be like, I don't want easy. I want to spend hours cooking. I enjoy it. <laughs> yes! <laughs> like, I love cooking. Um, but yeah, so that... I, I just love the food and the... Um, the, com- the sense of community mm-hmm. of um, sharing a traditional, like, Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. Ribs based in Yulmost, yes. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you. T- Ghost Reaper asks, yeah. do you have a favorite holiday beverage? I mean, maybe we've already... I mean, in Sweden, it. we only really have must. Mm. So you have Yule must, and then for Easter, we have Posk must. It's literally the same thing. It's just... You, will- you would prepare it traditionally two times a year. Gotcha. You'd prepare it for Christmas, you'd prepare it for Easter. Well, how yeah. about a favorite dessert? Uh, sweet Swedish strawberry cake. Ooh. None of that frosting or anything like that. It's literally just a sponge base. There's a layer of banana, sponge, a layer of strawberry jam and cream mixed together, sponge, and then you just cover it in cream and then fresh strawberries on top. Eat. Wow, starchy, doesn't it? Sound no like frosting, it. nothing like that. That's that's a proper cr- Swedish. We, we just call it a cream cake. Get torta. It's amazing. Uh, and that's absolutely <laughs> the the best dessert in the world because it's. Super nice, unless you don't like strawberries, <laughs> like or bananas. Like people or bananas. Or don't like strawberries. Or bananas, but you don't really taste the banana. But you can actually you can replace the banana layer with uh, um, pears and syrup, uh, pears and sugar syrup. Mm. Crush those up instead and do a layer of that. Uh, that would be the cheaper version because everything in Sweden has a cheaper version. Because mm. up until World War Two, we were a very poor nation. Mm. I find it fasc- fascinating, a, a cool co- coincidence that Starkity asked that question about favorite dessert because uh, her family, even though they're not Swedish, uh, she's half Filipino and uh, on the other side of her family is kind of mostly British. Uh, but they mm. had a dessert that was exactly the way you described it. Uh, they'd call oh, it a Victoria Sponge. But yeah. I would assume a Victoria Sponge van. I, I, um, I don't think they called it that, but... Uh, but that was just, you know, part of their, their, their own yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to be really, if you want to make it super fancy, you actually skip the bananas altogether and you do a layer of custard. Interesting. Uh, vanilla custard. Yum. Oh, trifle. Yeah, trifle. trifle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trifle, is sim- trifle is similar mm-hmm. to a Swedish cream cake because, you know, you can always modify it. But the whole, the important part is fresh strawberries and you skip everything that has to do with frosting or anything like that. You use, just use whipped cream. Yes. Mm. Um, and I, that's, that's what I like. I like it simple. I, I, like, I like it when you can take easy, simple ingredients and make something amazing. Yes. That's, I, that's the, yeah. 
can I share just a quick lore history fact about me? Yeah. Uh -huh. I used to cake decorate. And I'm going to tell mm. you right now, I despise buttercream frosting. I despise <laughs> it with all of my soul. How dare. And I loved the people that were like, I just want strawberries white cake and whipped cream frosting and i'm like i love you <laughs> you're my favorite thank you sorry it's i just right, had to right. get that out of my system pelican asks um if you could pick one ability slash skill to learn instantly what would you choose Be, being a teacher, like being a, a future teacher, it sounds dumb, but um, grammar. Because I, in the 90s in Sweden, there's a backstory to this, of course. Um, in the 90s in Sweden, teachers had incredibly free reign of what they taught in classrooms. They still have relatively free reign, but it was even more so then. And their issue is a lot of teachers chose to teach what was fun and what the students liked mm. i have except for like first to third grade i have never had a proper grammar education mm. neither in swedish nor english Interesting. which isn't the problem when i speak but when i try to write and especially when i try to write scientifically mm. i mess up constantly like my punctuation um and stuff is atrocious because i never had a proper education in it gotcha. and i'm trying to learn it as an adult and mm -hmm. it's slow going yeah especially like i i'll get i'll I, I get it like it's not like i'm not dumb i get yeah. grammar it's just when i sit in a classroom and they're like we need to, you need to break down this sentence into its base structure and assign the, the correct role to every word i'm like no. Cannot do it to save my life. <laughs> Cannot. I have no idea. I can tell you how the f words are affecting each other. I can tell you why that word is written that way, because that's because this word looks like this, and that they affect each other because they're connected. I can tell you that much, because I'm not an idiot and I understand how it works, but I cannot name it all. I can't. Gotcha. gotcha. And uh, that's because of the Swedish um, education system when I grew up. <laughs> On that note, Starkity asks, as a student teacher, what is your best study tip? Um, figure out what kind of student you are. I only learn in the classroom. Mm. If I sit trying to read the books and try to learn from that, I learn nothing. Uh, my, 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 a lot of my teachers have had issues with me because I never read before class. Because mm. I, get, I get nothing for reading before class so i'll go into the classroom and they'll be like um they'll ask me a question and i'll be like i don't know i haven't read and then after 15 minutes i'll join into the conversation and be just as knowing as everybody else because i've caught on because that's how i learn i i'm i'm an auditory learner mainly um mm -hmm. and especially in in the classroom environment yeah mm -hmm. that's how i learn the best so it's very, oh, I, I never did homework growing up. Uh, I, I saw a comment I had to, I never did homework growing up, ever. Uh, 
it almost cost me my high school education. <laughs> because they were like, I'll give you a grade if you don't do homework. I'm like, why not? Can I do it? Yes. So I deserve a grade. It's like, it shouldn't matter. I still argue that to this day. It should not matter. You didn't do the homework all year. Did I show you that I possessed the skills required for the course? Yes. Thank you. Grade me. I don't care if you give me the lowest passing grade. I don't care. Yeah. But I've shown you I can do it, so mm -hmm. I should pass. I agree. <sighs> Cozy Conchile asks, since you love lore, have you ever played Hollow Knight? Yes. 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 And Hollow Knight has some brilliant lore as well. Mm. That's what I keep hearing. It, it really does. Um, I played a lot of Hollow Knight, and um, I, I've, I think I tried playing it on stream once, but my problem is that I am very slow when I play Hollow Knight, because I look at everything. <laughs> I read not a problem everything. <laughs> yeah. I, it's why uh, my, Mass Effect, what, my Mass Effect playthrough, for example, it took us an entire stream to get through the, uh, the tutorial. Like the first planet, because it's a lore through. Because mm. Mass Effect has some of the best lore in gaming history. It's so detailed. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm. Um, and I love all of it. I eat that shit up. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Speaking of loving something, not National Simon has a great question. What's a random yes. collectible you own and are attached to in a way someone else wouldn't be? My first collectible. My very, very first collectible. Whoa. Sephiroth from Advent Children. Nice. He's cool. Yes. He's fantastic. Mm. Um, it was my first collectible I ever owned. Um, and like I said, Final Fantasy VII is what got me into role-playing games. Mm -hmm. Sephiroth is the big bad in yeah. Final Fantasy VII. Um, so this was my at the time my my girlfriend at the time she worked in a well essentially a merch store like a collectible store. Yeah. Um, and I was visiting her. And we went to the shop, and uh, I, you know, um, it was during the summer, and my uh, birthday is in the summer. So she was like, pick a thing. You can have one thing. And I saw Sephiroth, and I was like, yeah, that, him. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm super attached to it, both because it was a gift from somebody I cared a lot about at the time yeah it's a character from a game that i owe my entire interest for all playing games yeah because before that i had no interest in rpgs so or, no i yeah. did but not not from not in the same way um because i used to play stuff like young merlin for the super nintendo for example fantastic game yeah uh and that's an that's that's in a way it's an action role-playing game um and I used to play a lot of those, um, but Final Fantasy VII opened me up for the fact that there is, it doesn't always have to be action. 
there's there's enjoyment in games just telling a story. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and it it opened me up to that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I owe a lot to to Final Fantasy in what I enjoy and how I uh, how I enjoy and how I devour media. <laughs> mm. Love that. That's wonderful. I realize my answers are super long. I'm really sorry about that. No, no, no. no. We're, no, no, no. we're getting good. This is, you're, you're right on. You're right on time. No we're right on, mm-hmm. we're right on the money. We're right on the money. No foreign asks, "What game or games are you looking forward to streaming?" Currently, the big one is the Elden Ring DLC. When that actually hits. Yep. Yep. And also, I was lucky enough. To have uh, Baldur's Gate 3 gifted to me on stream mm-hmm. earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And I actually plan on tonight, after this, I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to start streaming Baldur's Gate 3 tonight. Congrats, dude. That's awesome. I've been looking forward to that game. I've been playing it a little, I've been playing it off stream. I've decided what kind of character I want to be now. Um, so now I'm ready to actually stream it. So we're going to start tonight. Um, at least get the introduction of character creation and getting the pro like tutorial out of the way today, and then I'll do a full stream tomorrow. Um, but yeah, cool. That's that's what I'm looking forward to right now. I that's love awesome. it. I've 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 got I've got a dwarfy boy to make. It's it's time. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, hope- uh yeah so i have, I have another question well not another question but do you have any questions for us before we kind of start to wrap up towards the end here i mean i sit here week after week watching you guys so i i think i've absorbed a lot of what you guys are and what you do yeah. and why you do it mm-hmm. um so i i don't really have any burning questions uh so no, okay. nothing I can think of. It's okay. Perfect. Banana Tom asks, have you considered the Elden Ring overhaul mods? Um, I've been streaming Convergence. Ah, okay, <laughs> right on. Yeah. So um, PT. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, I have actually even mentioned in his chat that um, I caught up to him. <laughs> he, said, he actually says in the question I think we may have t- uh, spoke about this before but my memory is shot <laughs> yeah so yes yes we, yes um, BT <laughs> we did talk about it uh, yeah so I, I've been playing Convergence but my problem currently is I played Convergence for Dark Souls 3 and it was fantastic it's still very bare bones for Elden Ring they've gotten a lot of the, the custom spells and weapons and things that are super cool for the Convergence mod but the overhaul for the world is not done yet. So they, they feel a little bit out of place. Um, mm-hmm. Which puts me off a little bit. I'm enjoying mm. it. I love what they're doing. And I am super looking forward to the final product. But I'm not sure if right now I want to finish actually doing Convergence on stream. Um, until it's a little bit more fleshed out. We've looked at it. We know it's cool. We're looking forward to it. That was mm-hmm. the whole point of streaming it. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, on that note, uh, I have to say, 
Mystery Hildebrand. Oh, it's uh, been can I just answer Tom real quick? Yeah. I, I had one of the devs drop in when I was doing the Dark Souls 3 convergence. He dropped in at one point. Oh, that's so um, cool. Yeah, Very yeah. Cool. They're really nice. Yeah. They're really nice guys. Um, yeah. The people who work on it. Uh, and they do, like, scout Twitch to see people streaming their modern stuff and check uh-huh. in to see what people think. Yep. Uh, which is super nice. I've had the same in Pokemon Infinite Fusion as well. I had one of the guys who's been designing sprites for it drop in. Oh, cool. Right on. So, so, I, I love that. I love uh, the always... mod makers who actually look into it. Yeah. It's always Sorry nice for interrupting. A, a <laughs> no, 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 no. Graces in your stream. It's always an honor. It's awesome. Yeah. So. Well, with that note, um, Mr. Hildebrand, it's been an honor and pleasure having you. Uh, you, you uh, we can't wait to see more of your content in the future. Thank you for coming on the show, my brother. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. This has been lovely. You bet. You bet. Wow, Druid. <laughs> Thank you so much for, uh, for like, like, I know we met Kieran through Rusty and them. And so technically Kieran is sort of our, our, uh, uh, Kevin Bacon to have met Mr. Hildebrand. Yep. And, but I want to thank you for, uh, you had been the one first to, uh, you know, uh, be chatty with Mr. Hildebrand while he was doing stuff with, with Kieran Chicago. Kieran Chicago. <laughs> I can't. Oops. <laughs> and uh, I just, I just, I'm so grateful that we got to meet Mr. Hildebrand. I love being on his stream and listening to uh, his stories and his chat and uh, his, his he's got a, a, a great voice. He sounds like he'd be home in the world of the Harry Potter universe, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. That's such a cool guy. I know. I know. And uh, it's such an awesome, awesome presence. Thank you for coming on the show, Mr. Hildebrand. You're awesome. So who do we have for next week there, Druid? We got Bunny Slaughter. Oh, my God. Yes. Another one of the... One of the uh, the Tater Realm slash uh, Mighty Mango mate friends, Bunny Slaughter himself, or as I like mm-hmm. to t- t- tease him and call him Bunny's Laughter, because you know mm-hmm. if you say it a different way. <laughs> At um, six p.m. Central Standard Time. Yeah, six p.m. Central Standard Time. Right on. Right on. Awesome. All right. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Bandwidth and Banter. Do uh, you have anything else you want to add before we conclude, Druid? Thank you guys so much for everything all the time. And yeah. thank you for always supporting our guests and stuff. Yes. It and means the world. On that note, please go send all your biddies, all, all your channel points, all your followers for, for Mr. Hildebrand. Uh, he's such an awesome person. So we got to lift him up and, and highlight folks like him. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, you all have a wonderful evening. Uh, Catch y'all later. See, see y'all. Thank you for coming to the show. Yep. Thank you for. Oh yeah, we got to do the thing. And by the way, um, before I wrap up, don't forget, me and uh, Druid are going to be doing uh, multiplayer Skyrim a little bit later. So, all right. Here, here we go. Outro ready to go. Thank you for coming to the show. Please drop a like, subscribe, and comment down below. If you're listening to the podcast, please rate and review the episode. We are bandwidth and banter. Thank you. And good night. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.